You are listening to Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Tune in to the ColorCast app on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time to listen to the show live, chat with the boys, and maybe even be on the show. Download the ColorCast app or go to TommyExperience.com for more information. And now, here's the show. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Tommy. This is Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. My friend Jason's with me. Jason, how are you? I'm good. How are you today, Tommy? I'm doing well. Uh, we are doing well. Very well. Uh, Jason, the statistician that you are. Holy crap, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We're up um, We're up pretty big. Um, you know, I think I'm up about uh, about 12,000% um, <laughs> on my return since, uh, you know, we had the big hit last week when I went to an avalanche game and I texted you from it and I said, Landis Scott would score first and I happened to be up a little bit that day. So I put a hundred dollars on it and it hit and that gave me like $1,200 to play with going into the Super Bowl. And I had some free bets through the different books. Um, and we both had, um, a really great Super Bowl and then, we kind of carried it over into some first uh, field goal scoring in basketball this week, which you and I have done some some decent returns on. And then, yeah. um, uh, of course, this morning we did some Champions League that we both got paid on, uh, some soccer. I am feeling so good. I'm so happy where we are. I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, I feel like we both had our fair share of, of, of good picks. So I feel like uh, you're doing a lot of research. I'm having some feels. And you put that together, and I think we're on to something here, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And just preparing more. That's like we've been, you know, preparing and tracking our bets a little bit more than in the past. And I think that that's paid off because it gives us a better kind of overall picture of what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. Well, gambling, we're going to talk about it some. Uh, there was also a Super Bowl that happened and a crown champion that we need to talk about. Uh, maybe some Hall of Fame talk, uh, maybe some baseball talk, who knows. Uh, but we should start with the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis of back to Los Angeles are your Super Bowl champions. Well-deserved, uh, not to brag, but that's the team that I picked and I've been on for a very long time and they pulled it off. Uh, it took it took every, every second of the game to do it, uh, but by golly, they did it. Um, a lot of people saying it wasn't a very good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. It was a close game. I, re- I really thought it was a good one. I don't know what you thought, Jason, um, but I, I really enjoyed the Super Bowl this year. I thought uh, defense uh, won the game, and I love that defense wins championships. So uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good game. 23 to 20 isn't like embarrassingly low score. I mean, we were you know, a touchdown there at the end from the overhitting. Um, so, you know, there was points up until the very end. Um, it, you know, it wasn't ever really like dominant on one side. It, it really went back and forth. Um, you kind of got to see stars be stars with, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, OBJ, Cooper Cup. Um, so, you know, we got to see the big guys kind of show out and that was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a good competitive game, and we, you know, we got a, whenever there's a Super Bowl with a game-winning drive at the end, it's it's always pretty fun to me. So, um, and and yeah, I, and then the the commercials were, you know, commercials have died in the last couple of years, and uh, it's not really about the commercials anymore. But the Super Bowl show was great. Um, 
And uh, from a betting perspective, I mean, yeah, the over and the under were right there at the end on that last drive. So if you just went with one and said, I don't even want the result of the game, you were sitting there kind of kind of holding on for dear life um, or hoping that that it did hit. So yeah. I thought it was super exciting kind of all around. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I... I... <laughs> I'm, I will stop bragging on myself at some point, and you're going to have your chance to brag about your soccer whiz. Uh, but I did say last week on the show that if the Rams win, it's going under, and if the Bengals win, it's going over. And that's exactly how it played out. If the Bengals have come back and won that game, it would have been over, but they didn't, and it was under. So, I mean, it was right there for the taking either side. Uh, I don't know parlay-wise if you bet on both of them, if you would have been plus money or not. But, uh, I mean, it was right there. I wish I, I wish I could have, like, parlayed that if the Rams win, it would be, uh, you know? I wish I could have, but I, I did not. Yeah. I know one thing that I'm glad we did was we did some next scores. Yeah. Um, and we both, we had a Cooper Cup one hit. Um, it's kind of crazy that Cooper Cup, it was the same order as, as last time. He caught a touchdown, and then they responded, and then he responded, just like in the yeah. the NFC game. But if you had just gone in and blindly picked first or next TD scorer, watching the last two Rams games, the uh, NFC Championship and the Super Bowl, if you had just blindly guessed next scorer every time that there was that option, um, you know, at the start of each game or after there was a touchdown scored, and you bet on Cooper Cup every single time, that would have been a profitable decision because Definitely. he scored every other touchdown for two games. Yeah. Um, pretty nuts performance from him. Yes. And uh, I, my uh, Odell Beckham Jr. First touchdown is what fueled me again. Uh, that's, that's what gave me the bread and butter to keep doing what I was doing. And uh, since then a very successful, my first ever successful Super Bowl Sunday, I tallied it up, Jason. I went four wins and 13 losses on Super Bowl Sunday, but was still up pretty good. <laughs> and then, and then uh, yesterday we did pretty well too on some stuff. Um, but as far as the Super Bowl goes, I'm very happy for Matthew Stafford, uh, well-earned and well-deserved. Uh, he, and the, the road that he took to get there, he, he took out the, the Arizona Cardinals. He went to Tampa and took on Tom Brady and beat them. And then, uh, he went up and, uh, went back home and took out uh, the boogeyman, I guess you could say in, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. And then he took on the hottest team in the NFL and, and won the Super Bowl. So, uh, I think it did a lot for his legacy, but that raises the question if he is a Hall of Famer or not. That's what has been talking about. So if you were to retire today, Jason, would you put him in the Football Hall of Fame? No, and it, it's he's not really that close, to be honest. Um, he's never had one year where he was the best quarterback in the league. Um, you know, he's... He made it one all pro team, um, you know, never, never was a, or I'm sorry, one pro bowl team. He was never all pro. Um, he, you know, never won an MVP. Um, he has some, you know, some awards here and there, like a comeback player of the year, um, you know, things like that, but um, no MVPs, no real like fights for it. Um, you know, he had some good teams in Detroit that he lost with in the playoffs. Um, he spent so much time losing that his, you know, all his winning numbers are very low. Um, and, you know, he did throw to Megatron for a good bit of his career. 
Um, and, and so I, I think that this was a deserved Super Bowl. I thought he was good in the playoffs. I thought he was exactly what the Rams needed. Um, credit to like their front office for knowing exactly the quarterback to go out and get that would fit their scheme and, and do well within their system. Cause, uh, he, he didn't, this wasn't Peyton Manning with the Broncos where, you know, he was a dead arm and he was just hoping his defense went out there and won it for him. Um, but the stars of this were not, he was not the star of this Super Bowl. He was not the star even of the Super Bowl run. Um, he wasn't even the star of the offense. Um, so I, I think that that's all very important in context of, of if you look at his stats, I mean, uh, if you compare them, we talked about um, Barry Bonds's Hall of Fame case. Uh, and one of my big points was you compare to the numbers of the guys at the time. Uh, because if you look, guys like Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford are putting up insane numbers because I saw like this super cherry picked um, stat sheet that somebody put out about why Matt Ryan was a, a, a Hall of Famer. Um, and it was in a discussion. It was either on Reddit or Twitter or somewhere in a discussion about Matt Stafford. Um, and they had cherry picked the stats. So it was like, you know, more completions than Dan Marino and, and Montana combined. Like just you can't look across generation like that. You have to look in their generation. Yeah. And in this generation, Matt Stafford wasn't even a top five or six guy. Um, I don't think it was like a Dan Marino where it was like, man, he never got – if he would have lost the Super Bowl and retired, I don't think it would have been like – years later like man Stafford never got that ring I think it was like he was a good quarterback and he had a good year and he got a ring yeah um I, I don't think that it was some you know big crime that he hadn't had it yet the only thing that I mean just the devil's advocate here and then I want to ask another question too um as like devil's advocate you you mentioned that he threw to Megatron all those years Megatron is the like he's he's one of I, the, he was the only real quarterback that Megatron ever had, and Megatron went in on the first ballot. So, um, that just a devil's advocate argument of, yeah, he was stuck in Detroit all that time, but Megatron, I mean, one of the greatest to ever catch a football. It Matthew Stafford was the guy throwing it to him, and then Matthew Stafford. You're looking at an era where we saw the greatest quarterback play of all time. I mean, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I, the list goes on and on and on. And he, he, I would say, held his own against those guys. But I, I guess I'm talking myself into the camp of, like you said, of him not being a Hall of Famer because he wasn't those guys if he had played in a different era does he get in like you know what i'm kind of going at here i mean i like if he plays if you take you know a normal quarterback now and you put him in a in an era back then like at a certain point they might have been good you know like you can't again you can't really play that game and I, I can't i don't think you can really compare receivers to quarterbacks either because yeah um, for one, I, I think you could say like th somehow they there's a split of like actual skill, like they accomplish those things together. So like what percentage of what whose skill makes up these accomplishments? Um, and I think the eye test showed that like it was Calvin Johnson, like he was making the catches like he, you know, I, I think if you go back and you really watch him play um, and I know you did, you know, we were in Atlanta around the time he was at Tech and then, you know, obviously a, a, a yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, we, like, 
you we've seen him play. It, he passes the eye test. It's it wasn't Stafford throwing the ball to a picture perfect place. Um, it was him going up and getting it and being the best receiver in the league. And he, you know, was so good at so many things. And that was the thing was like there was probably eight, nine, ten seasons where when you said who do you want first a receiver whether you're talking about fantasy football team or if you want to build a team around or whatever that if you were asked who's the first receiver you want on your team guys would take calvin johnson yeah i don't think there was even a single year in his whole career that you would have said matt stafford sure um i i think there there was always three to four yeah. more you know in front of him um and 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 just to speak to like i think also the team success lies more on the the arms of or on the shoulders of a quarterback because i think that they have more control over their team's success so yeah. like to never won a, a, a you know a, um, a ring uh I, I don't think randy moss ever got one i don't uh, the year that he was in new england he i believe they lost he might have won one the next year or something but i mean good receivers all the time don't win rings sure um and it's not really talked about yeah, uh, but it's talked about with quarterbacks because they have such an effect on the game. So, um, so that that's kind of my two cents on on the comparison between the two okay. lines. Yeah, no, line. no, that was great. And then one more question for you: uh, What? So he's not a Hall of Famer right now. What does he need to do to be considered for a Hall of Fame? Does is it is it a Super Bowl ring? Is it another year taking the Rams to the playoffs again? Uh, th- th- it's very possible that this roster looks completely different by the time next season rolls around. Does he does he have to be lead the league in touchdowns and in yards? Like, what does he have to do for the next? let's say next year and maybe two years after that. So the next three seasons, what would he have to do to be considered a hall of famer? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if there is anything he could do in the next two years. I, I, I think he might have to have, you know, a, a Kmart version of Tom Brady's kind of twilight of his career where he really kicked on at, or, you know, I can't think of a better example of, of a guy who just kind of kicked on late, but Stafford would have to have his best years of his career in the twilight of his career. He'd have to be the number one guy in the league um, at least one of those years. Right. And he would have to be like a top three quarterback um, for a couple of years um, and, and at least three or four and, and really show that like he was the guy in the, in the NFL for a couple of years, because it's really hard to look at the, the the Hall of Fame and point to guys who weren't like the guy for at least one year. Yeah, I mean, people, again, the Matt Ryan comparison, people talk about that one year where he just went off and he was an MVP. He was by far the best quarterback in the league. He led a very high-powered offense. Um, and even with him, he missed, you know, he he lost that Super Bowl um, and, and the narrative changed completely around him. Um, but if Matt Ryan wins that Super Bowl, Tom Brady doesn't come back. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's probably borderline Hall of Fame, um, and he would have a much, you know, better resume than Stafford would if if he had that ring like Stafford. Yeah, does. he does have an MVP on his side, so it makes it a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl definitely helps, uh, and and I really like Matthew Stafford. I think he is one of the uh, when you talk about this era of football you're going to talk about Matthew Stafford just because he does sling it around all the time but unfortunately he was with the Lions and that didn't help his case and uh I I really hope that uh he can he can break that threshold I love to see when guys go into the Hall of Fame but I I really don't know what the criteria is to get in the Hall of Fame anyway so um 
I'm I'm glad we had that discussion. We did have we did have another Hall of Fame discussion. I have one to talk quick question about. for you on yeah. this. Yeah. I, I one quick question on this because I think there is an interesting conversation on the on the Los Angeles Rams for Hall of Fame. Um, obviously Aaron Donald is a uh, Aaron Donald is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Von Miller will go in as a Bronco, but he is a you know currently a Ram who will also be a Hall of Famer. Um, is Cooper Cup a Hall of Famer? If he, you know, what does he have to do? What is, what is the next? I mean, because what he just did was the greatest single. I mean, he that was the greatest receiver season of all time. Yeah, I mean, he he won a triple crown. He ran the triple crown of receiving. He was the NFL uh, Super Bowl MVP. He wasn't the the MVP, but I believe he was an Offensive Player of the Year. One of those like he minor was, awards. Yeah, he was um, the so- Offensive Player of the Year, and as far as MVP voting. Uh, 10 of them went to Tom Brady, 39 of them went to uh, Aaron Rodgers, and one went to Cooper Cup. Somebody voted for Cooper Cup, and how great did that age, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and and it was even said at the time, I mean, it's just a quarterback award, so that's why, again, you can't really hold, like, if we went back to Megatron, you can't hold it against him. I don't know if he won an MVP off the top of my head, but you can't hold it against him if he didn't because – so hard to win an MVP. And that's why like as a quarterback, you want to see that on a resume because it shows you were the best quarterback, because if you're the best quarterback, you're most likely going to win the MVP. Yeah. Um, So, but with Cooper cup, like you can't really hold it against him that he didn't win the MVP because he did everything a receiver possibly could have done in order to win an MVP. He just didn't win it. That says more about the award than it says about cup himself. In my opinion. Okay. But you know, know, I, but this is, we but he's still early on in his career so yeah I, like i don't know you know what does he have to do what is the next is it five years is it 10 years what do those 10 years have to look like in order for him to get into the hall yeah uh i don't know and i honestly this is the first real live season that i've ever heard cooper cup existed as a human being i'm not gonna lie uh and and he's been fantastic he's been one of the best um, but as far as like making it to the Hall of Fame, he had one of the greatest seasons of all time for a wide receiver. What he did is only something he and Jerry Rice have ever done. Uh, Jerry Rice considered one of the greatest of all time. So I, I guess you just need to consistently see it. Maybe he has been consistently doing it again. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just really woke up to who Cooper Cup is this season, and I'm going to look up some of his stats here while we're talking. Uh, but as far as making it to the Hall of Fame, all I can really say right now at this moment is he had one of the greatest seasons of all time. But you can make that argument with uh, with Matthew Stafford, too. He had one of the greatest throwing seasons of all time. And and we're we're arguing if he was in the Hall of Fame. So I'm looking up uh, looking up Cooper Cup right now. Yeah, I have it up as well. So I so, you know, first of all. You got to talk about his age. He's twenty-eight. So this is this his, was his breakout uh, his season by far. I by mean, far, yeah. yeah. But he was still good last year. Yeah, um, he was a good receiver last year. Um, we're talking about fifty-five hundred receiving yards. Yeah, forty touchdowns. Um, I mean, that's that's you know, just kind of put it alongside some uh, of the the Hall of Fame uh, that the inducted Hall of Fame receivers. Uh, Isaac Bruce, for instance, would be a really, a really good comp. 
Um, so Isaac Bruce has 91 career touchdowns and 15,208 uh, 15, yards. Um, so it looks like that's about twice the, or a little over twice the touchdowns that Cooper has mm. um, and a little bit uh, more than three times. So uh, here's the, what the I would yardage. say so, for, for Cooper Cup. I think if let's see, he's in he's in he's going into his age 29 season, right? So maybe you're going to get another seven years out of out of Cooper Cup. I would say of those seven, maybe three or four more thousand yard seasons, double digit touchdowns. And then you're talking Hall of Fame. He's got the Super Bowl. He's got Offensive Player of the Year. If he puts up those numbers, he's probably consistently going to be at the top of Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and and he could still be on a really good caliber Super Bowl team. So uh, I would say <laughs> three or four thousand yard, ten touchdown seasons away from a Hall of Fame bid. Yeah, I mean, he's only – so if he doubled his career right now, he would be just a little short of yardage um, and touchdowns of, like, what A.B. has done. Um, so if he just, like, had another season like he put up this year and then the year after that was a little bit like the season he put up in 2020 and then it just arced backwards and this was, like, his truly median peak um, and it was completely, uh, you know, congruent on both sides, he would be – you know, somewhere right under where Antonio Brown's numbers were okay. with a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's something to put in the back pocket and, and maybe bring up next season. Uh, unfortunately, we are done with football, Jason. Uh, that was it, it was a very quick season. It felt like even though it was the longest season of all time. But here we are uh, halfway through February, and uh, we got to shift our focus to basketball, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And for it was the longest season ever for everybody, but it was especially long for Eli Apple. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank no. Thank God we don't have to look at Eli Apple tape anymore. Oh, vey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll still, ha I'll have NASCAR, you'll have soccer, um, and I'm sure we can we can intervene each other with those uh, and, and maybe some gambling picks in yep. between. But, but we're I'm doing sure. some basketball. Yeah. Yeah. We've been watching some basketball, you and I, lately. So we'll, we'll do some basketball, some hockey. Um, you know, went to an abs game, like I said last week, absolutely amazing environment. So much fun. Yeah. Um, I'd only been to one hockey game at the pond in Anaheim when I was a kid. Um, so the atmosphere, uh, at the ball arena is, is really great yeah. for the abs games. People love the abs out here. Yeah. Um, and they hockey... won and, and, you know, so yeah. Live hockey games. Maybe are... I'm a hockey fan yeah. now. Live hockey fan, live hockey game. So much fun. Uh, the UC here, United center where the Blackhawks play. Um, actually the, the biggest arena in the, in the, in the league, uh, seats more than anybody else. So take that. Uh, but they, uh, they always put on a good show. It's always different going to a live hockey game than watching it on TV. Um, and, and I am also a big fan of live hockey, but I'll watch it on TV too. Cause I, I like me some hockey. Uh, so we've got those bets going on. Uh, I've got some college basketball going on. I know you are more of an NBA guy. Uh, I do have some college picks floating out there every night, it seems. Uh, but NBA, Jason, uh, yeah, we bet the games and stuff. My new thing is to bet on the Bulls when they go down in the third quarter and just take the money line. Uh, but you in particular uh, may have struck gold with uh, first basket scorers. Yeah, I don't know about gold, but like we've been so... 
this was kind of something that I'd been obsessed with. Like we, you and I had kind of played with them and I'd hit, I think two of them in a day one time, like about a month ago, um, just playing around with some money I was up with and just kind of trying it out. And you did some with me. And then we went on a real bad run of them when we were just kind of looking out of the lineup and guessing. Um, and, and then we said, you know, this is a dumb bet. We're never going to do this again. We kind of put it away. Um, but I was, I was a little obsessed with it. Um, so I started, I, I wanted to see if it was equitable. I wanted to see, it's a very popular NBA bet and I wanted to see why, and I wanted to see, um, you know, just if there's a way to kind of hack it. So I lo- started looking into some data, um, and just trying to find out their stats, if there's anything relevant, um, if there's any kind of, uh, stats that are predictive, um, for first baskets. Um, and, and we tried it out. Uh, I, I spent about a week just texting you my picks and not putting them in and, and just kind of letting you know if they hit or not. Um, and I would hit some and I would, I would not hit some. Um, but then, you know, yesterday we, I, I believe it was yesterday or maybe it was the day before um, we did some picks um, and we ended up going, like we hit three of the first four on the day. Um, and if we'd parlayed them, we would have made a lot of money, but we still, went up with it um, and pretty much we're just looking at basic statistics um, that kind of speak to if there's a a skill to scoring first so obviously there's a skill with the tip uh, you know the tip off uh, a better tip off player is going to win the tip for his team more often um, and then you know we've been looking at so we want to look at like who wins the tip uh, so we use that data to, to look at like the two facing off and how they do against each other and also just in general um, to try to guess where the ball is going to go first. Once we get where the ball is going first, uh, we want to know is that, first of all, is that team good at converting uh, first uh, or field goal uh, percent, field goal attempts to first field goal? Um, so there's some teams in the league that are very good. They score, you know, less than, you know, uh, it takes them less than two shots to score. Um, and some, it takes almost three shots to score. So you want to see if they're a good team. If they are a good team and you think you're, they're going to get the tip, uh, then you got to determine where it's going to go and you got to look at their their data by like when you know when they do score first who scores for them by position um, so we've been able to kind of narrow it down um, we hit like a real big one doug mcdermott yesterday was at plus 1000 um, and i believe i don't even remember his first name but it started with a b uh, brown from um from uh the the nets we hit at like plus 850 or plus 900 net. I'd never heard of the player before, but we looked at the data and that's what it said. And we went with it and it hit. That's the one that I jumped off the, I jumped off the couch and, and scared Anna that I got her Bruce Brown. That's our boy. <laughs> Brown, Bruce Brown. We hit yesterday. We hit Kyle Kuzma. We hit Bruce Brown and we hit, um, um who was the, the third one that we hit? Uh, the third one. Oh, um, McDermott, McDermott, yeah. the one I already said. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely, there might be a system here, so we gotta keep testing it out and trying out. But we were profitable with first basket. Yeah, I I think it, in in all seriousness, when we when we seriously put the data first, we went fifty percent. We went three out of six, so uh, not bad. Definitely profitable. So I mean, we'll see. I'm excited. We got we got something cooking for tonight, uh, and and we'll see how it goes. But we may be on to something, and and Jason and Jason said it, and I agreed with him. We're gonna take things a little more seriously now. We're really gonna, really gonna step up and get ourselves going, and really and really find a nice rhythm, find a nice groove, 
and 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 stick with these bets when we're putting them out and get serious. This isn't about like fun anymore. It's about serious, right? Yeah, and I, for me, it's like curiosity. It's like, what would happen if we did just take it seriously? You know, what would happen if we did just put our heads down and really like study what we're doing and pay attention and like not, you know, when you've had a couple of drinks at the end of a night and you're up, put a, you know, <laughs> put a, a bed in here, or do that, like really pay attention. And and one of the things we've been doing, you know, I made some money on the Champions League this morning doing it was we've been finding places where we might look to live bet. So, you know, we're live betting during a game. We're not just holding on to a bunch of stuff and going, man, I hope one turns our way. We're watching the games and and kind of, you know, live betting and adapting to the game, but having a plan for for it, not just going into a game like the Super Bowl or like the Champions League this morning. Um, you you know, you and I talked about some live betting that that I was doing. Um, and, and so looking at it um, and, and going before the game, you know, if this happens or if this happens and if there's a, a position for me to get into this or this, or if I can kind of pivot here or here and have these plans to live bet, um, and then I, I think we both been more profitable in the last week or so, yeah. uh, doing that. So, yeah. um, just kind of curious what, what could happen if we just gave it our all for, for a month, two yeah. months, and I'm going to be tracking it all. And, and, and you're going to be getting this spreadsheet as well and putting your picks in and we're just going to see, uh, you know, what might happen. Yeah. We'll see how good we are. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, this is a perfect way to keep us entertained because we may never see a game of baseball ever again be played uh, because the commissioner of baseball hates baseball more than anybody and uh, the owners are second on that list and the players are just trying to do their job and I don't blame them for wanting more money but I mean here we are it's just this is ridiculous Jason it's getting out of hand I'm pissed yeah I mean we're it's so they had that really important meeting um, where it, it had kind of come out and, and to be fair was the players putting this out on Twitter and a lot of other places they pretty much said even before the meeting that no matter you know that going into this they were going and trying to make a deal and that if the offer that they thought that the owners were going to make if the owners came in and made that offer they would accept it um, and and they obviously didn't accept it and it was a very short meeting so that leads me to believe either the owners were always going to shoot short of it um, or they, you know, maybe got word that it was going to be kind of, there, there was going to be some bending on the other end of the conversation and, and they wanted to get even more. They saw it as an opportunity, but whatever they came with was terrible and made the players immediately walk away from the table. And, you know, we're no closer than we were two, three months ago. Um, I, I believe pitchers and catchers would be reporting um, usually in about a week. Yeah, uh, maybe ten days. No, uh, um, today. So that's today was not happening. Today was the uh, day that break were, you know. Today was the day that pitchers today. and catchers would have would have reported to spring training, uh, and then spring training to start on the weekend. So, uh, sad day all around. It's it's very upsetting, and it just it just seems like it's not getting any better or really remotely any closer. Or I mean, it's getting a little closer. Because in in terms of money, let's say the the owners were offering two dollars. I think they're offering two dollars and fifty cents now. That so that's how far they're moving. Yeah, just sad. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I mean, we're you know we're both on the same page. We've been talking about you know if, if 
for the people listening, if you listened in October, you heard us talking about, you know, six, eight months until baseball season. And, and so, you know, being here on, on the day, I mean, it, it's crazy. I would never, there's never been another um, February in my life that I didn't know when pitchers and catchers reported. I was six years old knowing when they reported, yeah. um, but we get nothing this year. And, and, you know, it was weird having like a whole December, January, February of no baseball talk. It's weird that there's like players unsigned. Who's what's gonna have like where's Freddie Freeman get going? Like things like that that yeah. we don't know in mid February is super weird. Um it's just it's all very strange and I don't know how I, I understand that the fault definitely lies with one side overwhelmingly, but I just don't see how this is happening a year after COVID. Uh, losing a season, everybody saw what that meant. And like to turn around and do it over a bargaining agreement, it, it really, really sours my my love for the sport. But, you know, we, we will have baseball. There will be college baseball. Um, and, and if there's no MLB, I will be paying a lot more attention to college baseball. My, my father-in-law is actually a huge um, SEC college baseball fan. So I'll be texting yeah. him and maybe learning a new sport or a new, you know, league for a sport. I know. Very yeah. Well, I so. looked up some uh, college uh, we'll baseball, baseball stuff actually we'll, this week. You know, hopefully there's some MLB in there too. Yeah. I, I looked up some, uh, some college baseball stuff today and they start at the end of this week is when it starts and they don't deal with money or anything. So I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get some, some baseball played there. So, I might have to pick a team because Michigan State's team doesn't – I don't think they're that good, and Big Ten baseball isn't that good. So maybe I have to pick one down south just to follow. Or maybe I'll just watch baseball for the sake of watching baseball and, and love it. So uh, maybe – yeah. Yeah, that's what my that's what my 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 father-in-law does. He he just enjoys the sport. He loves all the SEC teams. You know, he'll when he sees MLB on, you know, these days, he'll look and go, oh, Bregman, I remember – you know, I remember him at LSU. Or he'll tell me – Players I didn't even realize played in the SEC. You know, someone, some guy gets subbed in in right field, and he goes, "Oh, he made the pros. He was, you know, he he was on that title winning South Carolina team." And so, I got a good bank of information there that I might need to, um, you know, take him up on and talk to him a little bit more about that because Manfred is going to cost us some MOB this year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how contracts work and stuff. It's going to be interesting to see guys like Freddie Freeman what they're going to do. Um, you got to feel kind of validated a little bit if you're already signed at least um, so that, you know, you have a contract. Um, I'm not sure what happens to that contract. Like if, you know, if there's not a new bargaining agreement, I really don't know how the legality of it all works or what the repercussions will be. Um, But I think we're going to have superstars signing in June, which is going to be weird. Yeah. Um, there's so many free agents that are available. If we get one, which I, I you got to imagine there's baseball this year. You got to imagine there's not, major league baseball gets it together after missing a month of what would have been the season. And then they get a, you know, a three or four week spring training in, and then there's a bunch of injuries cause they ramp up really quickly and we get like a July opening day. Um, and if that's the case, we're going to see guys signing different times of the year. We're going to have injuries. Fantasy baseball is going to be really weird and and it's it's all going to be different from a season we've really ever experienced before so um let's hope they get it done so we at least see some yeah and i yeah we'll see um not to be on a damper jeez uh i yeah so (laughs) wow we talked super bowl we talked a little basketball a little gambling a little baseball what anything else up the sleeve here 
think that's it. I mean, yeah. it, you know, we've I mean, had such long episodes the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but, cards on the well, table. Killian I Mbappe might be the best soccer player in the world. Oh, yeah. We saw that today. Yeah, that's right. Um, we won some money on, on Champions League. Champions some... League is going on. Yeah, uh, we... Yeah, and just to see if the data is working, the system would have missed on um, on the first game of the day. Uh, the system had Grant Williams, um, and he did score, but he scored the second. Uh, Jalen Brandt scored the first in that game that's going on right now, that Celtics 76ers game. So data's questionable on the first one, but we didn't go with that one for a reason. So um, we'll see. Um, we're going to have a couple more games, the Hawks-Cavs, the Mavericks-Heat. Um, will be games we're not affected by. We're just watching to see if maybe what would what we would have picked hits. Yeah. Um, but we'll get going here at six o'clock with the Pacers game. We'll get going, uh, and then you're gonna send me a spreadsheet so I can keep track with my stuff. And then, uh, yeah, next week we'll have a full episode next week uh, with with some things. It was just a just an off week, but we we cover the Super Bowl. Um, I'll have some NASCAR to talk about next week. Uh, and then maybe we'll get into some random stuff since we're kind of in the off season here. So um, thank you, Jason, for, for hanging out. Uh, this has been awesome, kind of rekindling this friendship, and it's turned into the show and us talking every day. So, I, so I'm very grateful for that, uh, and we'll just keep on winning money with each other. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Take care.